it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. Thank you so much for joining. Happy Monday. I had a great week last week. I celebrated my birthday all week and I am done celebrating now, but we're still celebrating the podcast because we just hit a milestone. We just hit our two year anniversary. So the Business Beauty Network podcast is two years old. So help us celebrate by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing and also sharing it. If you know anyone who's a beauty professional or in a beauty industry that can benefit from this podcast, share it with them. And also, if you're enjoying this podcast, screenshot the episode that you're listening to and tag me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor. But now that all of that is out of the way, let's talk about this awesome interview that I had with Shaz and Kiku of Shaz and Kicks. I think they have an awesome story about how they created a Ayurvedic hair care line that stemmed from their roots and the history and what they grew up doing with their hair care. And they created something that they can actually bring to the market, which is Shaz and Kicks. I think they have a great story, and here's a little bit of their bio. Sister Shaz and Kiku describe their bond as built on encouragement, care, and laughter. And their hair care company, Shaz and Kicks, reflects the celebration of connection. Shaz and Kicks draws inspiration from the sisters' experience with traditional Indian Ayurvedic practices that are effective as they are culturally meaningful. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview and... Here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. And we have two awesome guests today. We have the owners of Shaz and Kicks, Shaz and Kiko. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, Brandy. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for being on. So before we get into all the awesome things that you ladies are doing with your business, tell us something about yourself that most people wouldn't know. Like share a fun fact with us. And we can start um, with uh, Shaz, go ahead. Okay, sure. Um, so I took up um, crew rowing uh, a few years ago as an adult. So my husband and I row crew um, on the weekends. Every weekend, we're part of a, a, a crew club and uh, we race. And uh, it's not so, you know, it's, I'm not typically like the most athletic person. So it's probably a bit of a surprising fact about me. <laughs> so you row, row, row. You know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I've never done that before. So it sounds like fun, but I, I can imagine that is some exercise, you know. Yeah, I've seen it done, but I haven't done it myself. 
It's so hard, um, but it is an incredible form of exercise, especially because it's also low impact, but um, really strengthens, strengthens your core. So I love it. And I love being out on the water. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds like fun. Um, I, I love the water too. So I, I think that would be something fun to do. And then you're getting some exercise, you're having some fun. So it sounds great. Cool. I can't say I've had anyone else who had that as a hobby or something that they shared that they, they've done before. Awesome. So what about you, Kiko? Um, okay. Well, mine is not as um, kind of like athletic as, as Shaz is, but I think one fun thing to know about me is that I love working in the bathtub. It's a little weird, but I feel like I'm doing two in one. I love soaking in a hot tub and relaxing. I, you know, I like love putting in my, you know, my oils and my Epsom salt that like really helps soak my muscles and gets me relaxed. Um, and I always feel like it's the perfect time. I got the one of those little nice bath trays and I put my laptop on. And so I'm relaxing, but also getting stuff done. So I'm kind of doing like two of my favorite things, which is working and taking, doing something that's relaxing. Right. I like that. You know, I get the best ideas in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I can see how you can work, you know, and do that as well. I get the best ideas in the shower. Well, thanks so much for sharing. So tell, tell us a little bit about your beauty story. Like how, you know, what attracted you to this industry? Did you always want to get into it? Yeah, I think our, you know, our beauty story is something that's really personal and, and it's, and it's really kind of a, an homage to our heritage and our culture. Uh, the way we entered was really through that. We are first generation Indian Americans. We spent all of our summers going back to India, visiting our family, spending time there, um, and really, you know, kind of growing up and, and learning how our, how our kind of our parents grew up when, when they used to live there as, as small kids. Um, and one of the biggest things that we absolutely are so grateful for and that we love, and that's kind of how Shaz and Kicks was born, was um, all the wonderful Ayurvedic beauty rituals that have been passed down to us by our grandma, by the wonderful woman in our family. It's very common um, for families in India, at least at that point, to live in joint families. So there's like, you know, multiple families that live together. Um, our maternal side is from the foothills of the Himalayas and this beautiful, big, green, lush estate. We suspend, uh, you know, over a month every single year they're visiting uh, our grandparents and all of our cousins, and aunties and uncles. And every single morning, our grandma would go into her garden and, you know, pick different types of herbs and flowers, come back to her kitchen and create these um, beautiful beauty formulas that have been passed down to her by her grandma, who was passed down from her grandma. And it goes on by generations of, um, of, of Indian women. And these wonderful, nutritious Ayurvedic practices, rituals, ingredients have been passed down by centuries. Um, and they've been passed down to us during our wonderful trips uh, connecting with our family. And so really the impetus of Shaz and Kicks really comes, comes from that. Great, great. So utilizing these products that your, your family, you grew up using, did you always have a vision of maybe one day I could sell this product or make it into something? Like, how did that all come about? Um, yeah, so, it, you know, I think we've spent many years in sort of the corporate life, both Kiku and I have been out in, uh, in the workforce for, you know, 15, 20 plus years. 
one of the things was that we always wanted to do something together. And so, um, you know, it's not that we ever had this idea about like it was going to be beauty, but I think one of the um, one of the the time what really brought it all together for us is that every time that we went back to our mom's house for Christmases or vacations, we always came out of there because she also was you know had been passed down these kinds of recipes and concoctions, um, and she would put it you know massage it into our hair, put it on our face. And so we always came out of there thinking, wow, our hair feels amazing. And so I think it was just one day the light bulb kind of came um, kind of came on that this could is something that we could make into a business in terms of educating about the Indian sort of beauty rituals as well as um, you know taking, those age-old rituals and ingredients and making them, reimagining them for today's world. Awesome, awesome. So tell us about the process to uh, creating your product. Like what are the uh, core products that you started out with and how did you go about, you know, taking these um, items that you use from your ancestors and all that to create the products? Yeah, so our very first product is called Back to Your Roots. It's a scalp and hair pre-wash. And it's this creamy, multitasking, plant-based hair mask that is an essential step one for all hair types. We formulated for two larger hair categories. So one is formulated specifically for kind of thin, fine to medium hair. And the other one is for uh, thick, curly to coily hair. And so we wanted to make sure that First and foremost, um, you know, the, these ingredients in these practices are rooted in a specific culture in the South Asian culture, but they are so universal and so beneficial for any and all people in this world. Um, and so that was kind of our, one of our, our biggest things is to make sure that we are, um, you know, again, uh, really digging deep and telling these stories and attributing where these ingredients come from and these rituals come from, but then turning around and making sure that everyone in this world essentially realizes that these are for them. These are beneficial for all scalp, all hair, all individuals. And so that we always keep that in mind as we're formulating. So with our very first product, which is that scalp and hair pre-wash, it's your step one. It's formulated with over 20 Ayurvedic herbs, oils, and flowers. It's something that you massage into your scalp and into your strands as your step one. So even before you start your wash routine, we, um, we recommend you massaging it in, allowing it to at least soak in for 20 minutes, but you can leave it on as long as you'd like. It kind of like disappears into your hair. It kind of soaks in. So um, a lot of our, you know, a lot of our community members and our customers just love keeping it on. They can jump on their Zoom work calls. They can go work out. They can do whatever they want with it. And, you know, for hours, this beautiful, nutritious kind of like vitamin mask is um, soaking in into their entire hair ecosystem. And, um, you know, what it, what it does is it's kind of nutrition for your scalp and for your follicles, and it really nourishes and strengthens your strands. Um, and a little bit about that, you know, uh, it, in a, in a, in a second, but you were asking about how we formulate. So, you know, one of the things that is the most, you know, kind of essential tried and true um, product and ritual within Indian hair care rituals is the concept of oiling your hair um, again, as your first step. So you really kind of massaging a coconut based oil or a sesame seed oil um, that, uh, that is again, just chock full of nutrition, it's antibacterial, and you massage it into your dry scalp and hair. And there are a lot of benefits to it. And this is something that's really common practice 
it, within South Asian communities, even in other niche communities as well. Um, and we always felt like, you know, we we knew that it was it was great for our, for our hair, for our health. Our hair always felt wonderful when we incorporated this ritual, but it was also a bit challenging to use something that was oil-based. It's not everyone's cup of tea. It can be a bit messy. The delivery system is not super seamless. When you put in your hair, you feel like you can't really go out and do anything because your hair looks greasy. So we really took this concept that, again, has has existed for just thousands of years and is so commonplace even today. It's something that that a lot of South Asian individuals do. Um, and we took it and we were like, well, let's let's take this, you know, again, tried and true rooted ritual and let's create a, an end formula that is a little bit more enjoyable, that is a little bit better of an experience that people can put in and um, again, can go about their, their day and, and not feel like conscious that they have oil in their hair, which is what led us to that kind of creamy uh, mask-like uh, delivery system and, and formula that is really easy to put on and again, kind of really disappears into your hair. You know, as we when we start formulating, it all starts kind of with the ingredients. Um, these are ingredients that we grew up with. We also work with an Ayurvedic expert back in India that really helps us identify the right type of raw plant ingredients um, for our specific products and then for specific scalp types and hair types, making sure that they are formulated with the right kind of synergistically um, perform well together. So um, it all starts with the ingredients. And then, like I mentioned, we kind of then figure out what should be the delivery system. What is the best experience? Um, and that's where kind of that reimagination comes and, and really kind of recreating these, um, you know, these kind of age old formulas for the modern consumer. Um, so, yeah, so, so, you know, it really starts with, with these rituals that we're familiar with. Then we kind of really try to think through um, what is the best way that's applicable in our today's life. We do a lot of market research. We talk to a ton of different types of women. Um, and then and then we start formulating with those great ingredients. But then really the end formula is something that is uh, reflective of, of today's society and how, um, how we can make hair care a little bit easier um, using these like ancient ingredients. Awesome, that's interesting. I like the way you took the oil and you made it, you know, something that was modernized to use now. Because I, I understand what you mean if you always apply, especially if you have long tresses, applying oil can be messy and not conventional to wear out. And so, right. so um, you guys have formulated something that still gives you the same benefits and everything, but it's, you know, not something that you can use regularly. So let's talk about, so that's the hair mask. It's like, that's the step one is the mask. So what is the step two then if you know you do that for the mask? Yeah, the step two and step three are coming out very soon. In about a month, we are launching with our first shampoo and conditioner. So we launched last August, not that long ago. It's been uh, about several months with, our, with that first pre-wash mask. Um, we also launched with this wonderful handmade wooden comb uh, that is that we've worked with in partnership with Wood Artisan Collective out in India, and they uh, create these 100% neem wood combs that are really wonderfully made and with this wonderful wood that's antibacterial. And then step two is uh, this awesome new kind of shampoo that, that is going to be out in the market soon. And then what follows it is also this uh, moisturizing, uh, beautifully formulated uh, conditioner that's coming with it as well. So stay tuned for that. That's launching um, very soon in, in July. Great, great. So what, what feedback have you ladies received on the mask so far? 
We've had amazing feedback from customers. And I think, you know, we've learned a lot from them as well in terms of how they use it, even different tips that they've given us in terms of application, things like, you know, working out, being out in the sun seems to have even a better effect. There have been some women who have said that they've really suffered from psoriasis in their scalp. This is not something that we, you know, that we make a claim about necessarily, but we've had anecdotal, uh, a lot of anecdotal feedback from customers that it has really helped them from psoriasis and like super, super dry scalp. So just amazing feedback and really great reception on frankly, something that's, you know, new to the Western market in terms of another step to add into their, into the, into a hair care routine. Yeah, and, and adding on to that, it, it's it's really wonderful. You know, I kind of start off saying that we really want to make sure that everyone realizes these products are for all hair types, and and then some of some of the products that we create are specifically formulated for you know again larger hair categories. So it's been really wonderful to see like a wide range of women within you know with different ethnicities and different backgrounds, different hair types. Um, some are familiar with something like a pre wash. Uh, some, it's a completely new thing that they've never heard of. Um, and so it's really wonderful for the people that are familiar with some type of pre-wash concept. A lot of it is, again, like, oh, oiling my hair, which, you know, what we hear a lot of feedback of, like, I never really liked it. I get that it was really good for me. But again, you know, X, Y, and Z challenges of oiling your hair when it's in its dry state. Um, and so they love the fact that there's this alternative solution that's just so much easier, but still gives those great benefits. Um, and then there's the, the, you know, the women that have never even heard of a pre-wash or the concept of it uh, that are blown away by the fact that there's this whole new product category within, uh, you know, hair care and, and really like foundational to hair wellness. And, um, and they're just so, you know, kind of ecstatic, the fact that like they're, they were completely missing a whole entire step in, in, in order to be building like healthy hair. You know, another thing I would just add as well, as Kiku was talking, I thought about this, which is um, when we were formulating, you are, we're very, very um, prescriptive about the fact that we don't alter um, or manipulate fragrance. Um, and we really want the natural um, elements of all those amazing natural ingredients that are in it to come out. And so, you know, and we were a little bit nervous about it because it does have a, you know, it has a very kind of organic smell, if you will. It's, it's not manipulated. It's not flowery. It's not a lot of the typical things that you think of when you think of hair products. Um, so we were nervous about how, you know, the reception of, of the fragrance of it. And that's another thing that I think has been really amazing in terms of feedback. Um, how many people have really loved, um, especially on the dry frizzy formula because that one has a little is a little bit stronger based on the specific ingredients that are in there um how people have really taken to it and they um, many people are like ecstatic about the smell you know which was something that we were a little bit nervous about great great so you you guys started a brand in the middle of 2020 <laughs> so we all know so I, I know that had to be you know a little different and interesting but you did it anyway and you're doing great so talk about like the process were you did you go through did you create the product at home making it yourself and then go to a manufacturer or are you manufacturing in-house or do you have like those things like let's take us through like the process of getting this brand out there and creating it 
Yeah. So as Shaz mentioned, this was about like two and a half years ago when the light bulb went off and we were, you know, ready, ready to um, a kind of uh, take ownership of our careers and our jobs. We both love working and we wanted to like, you know, kind of bring more meaning to it. So we wanted to start this company that we could really build and create ourselves. Um, and we really felt like, you know, these, these wellness trends, a lot of them were, you know, originate from the Eastern hemisphere of this world. And we really wanted to be part of it. It was something that we grew up with and we really wanted to bring it uh, from, from our lens. And so as we were starting to kick off um, really thinking about how we can bring these really, you know, it's a little bit, again, these age old rituals that are, you know, it, are DIY, right? Like I mentioned, most households, your grandma, your mom, your auntie in, in India, you know, it, you know, they'll, they'll concoct these, these formulas um, themselves in their kitchen on a, on a, like on a real time basis, right? Like you make it in the morning and you put it in, into your scalp. If you're doing a body oil, you put it, you know, massage it into your body. Um, and so we started, we started really kind of in the very beginning, started really kind of digging in and um, learning with an Ayurvedic expert and on our own as well, these different ingredients, we would um, get them shipped over from India and I'd make them in my, in my kitchen first, right? Like I would try to figure out, really understand so I can have firsthand knowledge of how individual, these individual plant ingredients really work. What do they do? I would create all sorts of different little like mixes and powders and, uh, and masks and I would, you know, share them with the family. I would share them with our with our friends, um, and really start to understand, like, you know, what are what are some of the ingredients that do what, you know, for different type of scalp hair types and, and hair types. You know, what what is working well. So at first, kind of started just being very hands on and kind of creating it like the way again, like we remember our grandma creating it. Except for we don't have a garden that has these fresh ingredients. We have to like ship them over from like Amazon India. Um, and so once we kind of got really close and familiar with the ingredients and how it performs. Um, we did work again with an Ayurvedic expert to make sure that we are like stacking it um, in, in, a, in the most appropriate way. And then we found a wonderful lab and manufacturer here in the US that specializes in natural cosmetics formulation. Uh, we formed a wonderful partnership with them. Uh, they very much you know, believe in us and what we're doing. And, you know, we came to them with a very specific ingredient stack for each of our formulas and then a whole bunch of like things that we don't want in it. So they kind of took it and they put in the most, you know, kind of safest plant-based and some synthetic, safe synthetic ingredients to make sure that it's like a final formula that is safe and stable and, you know, has, has a good shelf life. And is again, that final, that final finished product that, um, you know, that, that, that can be sellable. And so, um, so it's a very hands-on experience. It took us over a year to uh, really finalize those two different formulas for our pre-wash, a lot of back and forths. There is not a product like it here in the U.S. market. And there's actually not a product like it in the Indian market because, you know, it doesn't, it's made in a very different way and a little bit more of like a, a traditional way in India. And so, it, you know, working with our, with our chemists, it was like, it was in our heads, you know? And so that's why it took like 20, 30 iterations to really get it right. Um, similarly, as we, you know, as we kicked off shampoo and conditioner, well, kind of the same thing. We have very specific ingredients that we've um, that we've gotten very knowledgeable about uh, that, you know, we talk about with our, you know, with with our like our, our elders in India that like have a familiarity with it. We work with an Ayurvedic expert. Um, we, again, create the ingredients that are entirely ourselves and then work with a wonderful like partner, um, uh, a, a lab partner that uh, makes sure that kind of completes that final formula for us. 
Now you spoke a lot of, about the Ayurvedic expert and you know those are the types of products that you use. For people that who may not know, can you kind of like break down what that is? This episode is brought to you by Natural Hair Education. Caribbean Carruthers knows all too well the lack of natural hair education in beauty schools. That's why she created Natural Hair Education, a platform designed to teach beauty school students, salon professionals, and natural hair enthusiasts how to increase their knowledge and value in natural hair care. Natural Hair Education offers virtual classes, online learning, and learning tools to help increase your knowledge, skills, and techniques. Check for free resources and courses offered at naturalhairedu.com. That's naturalhairedu.com. Use the code BBN for 15% off. All of the details will be in the show notes. Yes. Um, so Ayurveda, I feel like, you know, some people might be familiar with, some may not. It is like a very kind of broad uh, and can be a layered uh, philosophy and concept Ayurveda kind of in a very high level way is the world's oldest healing system. It originates from the Indian subcontinent. It goes back to over 4,000 years old. And when it comes to um, implementing it in for your outer body, it really is using the power of plants in a synergistic way that helps balance your body. And so there is Ayurvedic philosophy of yoga and meditation that ladders up to Ayurveda, the way um, nutrition and food um, and, and kind of, and, and that whole world, again, like a lot of the things that we, that we commonly do now these days, like hot lemon water, that is part of like Ayurvedic science. And then of course, the realm that we play in is Ayurvedic beauty, which is again, using natural, harnessing really the power of natural ingredients um, and all the ingredients that we use are primarily all indigenous to the Indian continent. And, um, and you kind of have, you synergistically formulate with them. So working with an Ayurvedic doctor, they really know which ingredients balances out another ingredient, right? So it's not just like, here are four really great plant ingredients and let's just like mix them together. There is a lot of in-depth um, study of like the scientific components of each ingredient and how they mix with one another. Um, and some boost the other one, some can negate an, another one. So um, working with again an Ayurvedic um, expert, which is kind of an Ayurvedic scientist or a doctor, um, they will they they will really know kind of the nuances of the chemical makeup of each ingredient and how they should all play together to create like a very to create um, a, a, a final formula that is primarily there when we're looking at like Ayurvedic beauty and what it does for the outer body. It's all about balancing your skin barrier, you know, so whether it be you know, your pinky dough all the way up to your scalp, uh, whatever kind of Ayurvedic product you're using, the most important thing it does is that it really builds up your skin barrier, make sure that it is functioning optimally so it can let in the good things and keep out the bad things. So that's kind of at its very like high level summary of, of kind of the philosophy around Ayurveda. That's, that's really what it's, um, it stems from. 
Well, thanks for sharing, Kiku. Just, you know, just in case anyone may, you know, be wondering or may not be familiar with it. I'm, I can tell you have, you know your stuff. <laughs> You're very familiar with your products and uh, everything. And that's great. You know, you have a product line. You should know what's going in it and how it works and all those things. But let's talk about like, so you guys haven't been in business all when coming up on your one year anniversary. So you're a newer beauty business. What has that been like starting your own business? It's almost a year. Like, tell us what has been the best and the worst part of, you know, your starting out your own business. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, of course, it's been an amazing experience. Um, for me, I think the best part has really been just like our, we've always talked about doing something together. And again, having been, having, having worked for somebody else and putting in all this time and energy for somebody else, um, just, uh, you know, actually doing that for ourselves and doing that for something that we're so passionate about and, and so invested in. I think that's to me, the best, the best part of it. Um, in terms of the worst, I mean, you know, I think it's just more of, I, again, you know, we've had, um, we've had like long careers out in the corporate world, big teams, lots of resources. So I wouldn't say it's the worst thing. It's just a, a little bit of a shift in mindset on how to be resourceful, how to be scrappy. Um, you know, it's just like kind of shifting your brain a little bit on, on how to do that. So, but you know, and then again, like working with Kiku on something like this is uh, a dream come true. Awesome. So what has it been like working with your sister? <laughs> um, so we actually, um, we are nine years apart. So I'm the older sister, the one who's a little bit more quiet <laughs> and the one who's probably a little bit more wise. Um, but um, we have you know, we have certain characteristics or personality that's uh, very different and then certain things that are very much the same. And so I think from our differences, we're very, very compatible in terms of the strengths that we each bring. Um, and then from similarities, you know, something that we both learn from our parents is just um, hard work and, and, you know, putting everything you have into what you're doing. Um, we both have that value. So, you know, that really works for both of us. Right. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, from my, I mean, like I said, personality wise, where we, we do have our differences, um, but it really works for us. Great. What would you say, and I want you both to answer this question, but what would you say have been the business, the biggest lesson that you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey thus far? Yeah, I can, um, I can share for me what's been the biggest learning. I think as, you know, as we've, and again, we're, we're so brand new, we're less than a year old. And so, you know, we're, we're very much still in learning and, and early stage growth. But even in this short amount of time, I think it's become really apparent that especially, and I'll speak in, especially in the beauty landscape, it is it is competitive and it is crowded and um, there's a lot of wonderful and not so wonderful brands out there. Um, but I think that it's so important to really know, you know, if, if, if you're going to be creating something, whatever it is, 
it, it really needs to be something that you so passionately like love and really believe in, right? Whether it be something, you know, for us, it's our culture and heritage. It may not be that exact thing for another person, but it needs to have your unique take on it. You need to know what are your value props, um, you know, as a company, as a brand and as a product, what is it that you are bringing that is unique to the space, you know, because it is crowded and, you know, there, there's a, there's, I feel like with, you know, with, with e-commerce and social media, it allows wonderful opportunities for so many different types of people to be business owners that, you know, that, that we weren't able to before, right. We just didn't have that, that, that um, capability or that accessibility. And so that, that brings wonderful um, people within that, within the um, entrepreneurial community, but that also really, forces you to <clears throat> carve out your own voice and your own space. You don't need to be, you know, bringing some sort of like curing cancer type of product, but it needs to be something that you are, um, that, that really is you and that is really unique and something that can really stand out amongst others. And so, you know, for us, that is, that is so much of our culture and our heritage piece. We do a lot of storytelling around South Asian communities and, and history and women in history and, and stories of these ingredients. A lot of them people might know about, but they don't even know that there is a lot of deep-rooted stories behind it and the people that grow them. So um, we try to bring a lot of visibility around that. And then also the fact of like, it's a family-owned business of us doing this as, as two sisters and our, you know, kind of just day-to-day -day journey uh, is something that's unique to us, right? Like no one else can be Shas and Kicks. So, so we really kind of share that as well. And so I think that the biggest takeaway for, for me is uh, be uniquely yourself and see how, you know, you can um, represent that in, in your entrepreneur journey. I would agree with that, Kiku, because that is the biggest thing because the beauty industry, it is, it is a crowded market. We have to be honest, it's a lot of beauty brands, skincare, hair care, makeup, all of it. It's a lot. But when someone wants to start their beauty brand, you have to think about, okay, what separates me from all of the other brands? And I feel like what separates you guys is your heritage, your story, your connection with the products that you use and use and all of those things. And so those, and, and like you said, the stories that you're telling about the history behind it, right? And so that's your unique proposition in the market. Like that's what makes you stand out is you have this unique connection to these products that you're, you know, you're adding to your brand. And so I think that's a great, that's, that's a great learning lesson is to make sure also to make sure that it's something that you're very passionate about, because if you're going to start a company on it, you don't want to get tired of talking about it. You, you know, like, you know, you want it to be something that you truly love so that when people talk to you, they can see that this is something that you are passionate about. And I definitely see that like the way you talk about the products you go all into it it's clear to me that it's a passion for you so I think that's a great lesson I, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and I always encourage them if they're looking to start a brand make sure that you have a connection make sure that it's something that you're passionate about something that you can speak to for a long time because when you're starting a brand you don't want to get tired of it in a year or get tired of it in, in six months and you have to continuously talk about this thing and brand this thing then you know your whole brand 
can become tired. So just make sure you're being true to yourself because sometimes what happens is people will see someone else doing something great. They'll say, oh, look at Shaz and Kicks. I can do that too, but it's not them. So I, I think that is definitely some great advice for sure. So Shaz, share yours. Like what was, what is the biggest lesson you've learned thus far? Uh, yeah, well, before I go into that, I just wanted to also add that I think like customers really can see through that, you know, kind of this entire thing that this authenticity um, that you talked about, and especially in this day and age, when um, people have a real connection to the story, um, they they may actually, rather than go with a big, big, like, you know, big name brand. I mean, so many consumers are looking for more and more of these independent brands that have a strong story. So I think even from what consumers are asking for, you know, that's really important. Um, the other thing I think for me, one of the biggest learnings also was, you know, especially when you are starting a business, you are obviously small. Your your MOQs are small. Your volumes are small. You're, I mean, you're like, you know, small peanuts in this like a grand scale of this beauty, beauty ecosystem. So I think um, like one advice um, for me is really to find partners who are invested and who also really believe in what you're doing because, you know, they have, again, like they have lots of other customers. You may be very small, but I think if you have, again, that like value proposition that they really see a vision and they see that story and they see the, um, you know, the opportunity there, you know, and that they are also very much invested in your brand. I think that really helps so much in the long term in terms of developing, developing partnerships. And we've tried to really do that with, you know, everything from the, um, the cosmetics lab, excuse me, the cosmetics lab that we work with, the manufacturer, even our PR agencies, you know, we, we really try to almost vet them from that angle as well. Great, great. I think that you, you definitely gave some great advice and um, some great learning lessons thus far. And I'm sure you're going to learn many more lessons on your entrepreneurial journey for sure. So where do you ladies see Shaz and Kicks in the next five years? I think we would, um, we're, we're really excited about bringing all different types of more innovative product categories within the hair care space, continue to grow out our portfolio, um, and to really be a market leader when it comes to conscious, clean hair care, um, and, and be a market leader in the U.S., and, and we're very excited to expand outside of the U.S. as well. We get, you know, our, our number one uh, our number one fans outside the U.S. Are, are in Canada, and you can get us in Canada through Urban Outfitters, and so we're, we're you know, we're excited to continue to expand to uh, neighboring countries like Canada, um, and then also on Europe and Asia, um, and so, yeah, we want to continue to make sure that we are creating you know, quality, conscious, mindful products um, that are efficacious and that are always um, kind of, again, going back to true to who we are and we're sharing them with the world. Um, I think also, you know, one of the things that we, we um, really is core to our mission, going back to kind of creating conscious products is the way we source and the way we formulate. I mentioned about a lot of our raw ingredients, these, these Ayurvedic plants, 
are indigenous to the Indian subcontinent. Uh, right now, we are able to source a handful of them directly from small sustainable Indian farming communities. We want to continue to strengthen and expand those partnerships. We want to make sure that we are um, directly sourcing as much as we can from these traditional communities. Uh, they've always given to the world and they haven't always been, um, you know, kind of been paid back. And so we want to make sure that they are getting uh, fair wages and they are getting the right type of work conditions. So the bigger we grow, the more we can support them economically. And, um, you know, in return, they're the ones that grow these raw ingredients in the most premium quality, beautiful way, um, using natural sustainable agricultural practices. And so we want to preserve that. And so we want to be able to support them. So that's kind of, you know, kind of in the, the, the supply chain of how we grow. We really want to make sure that we continue to support these traditional communities uh, back in South Asia that have done this for generations. Awesome. That's phenomenal that you're also giving back already, right? You're already, you know, working towards that. So what is your overall mission with your brand? I think our overall mission is to really, really celebrate these, these ancient Ayurvedic ingredients. And what the way we want to say we celebrate them is that we want to, again, going back to the way we source and the way we really support those traditional communities that grow them. We want to tell their stories. And then we want to share them with the world with integrity and with authenticity. And we really want to keep on creating new types of product categories that really build out hair wellness um, and it being rooted in the ancient science of Ayurveda. Yeah, so I think it's really about kind of bringing, bringing the old into this new world. And so I think, you know, another pillar for us is really around innovation and how just as we did with the pre-wash of taking a, 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 an age old ritual and, you know, innovating more, not so much on the ingredients, but more on the delivery system. So just using that as an example of like what we mean when we talk about innovation, um, I think we want to really preserve those rituals, but make them uh, make the product such that, you know, they're applicable and relevant to today's world and, and to today's customer. Great, great. Was it hard deciding what product to start with first? Um, I think we always, I mean, the concept of oiling is so ingrained in us um, that, you know, I, I don't think it was a question. It was really about, um, first of all, you know, really uh, getting a solid foundation of the ingredients that um, go into it. And then, and then how can we create more of this like more innovative mask, mask type texture to deliver that, you know, to your scalp and to your uh, strands. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't a question. And, you know, one thing just to mention is that Giku talked a lot about like Ayurvedic science and this and that, but in all honesty, it, when, you, when you're of South Asian descent and, you know, when, you, when we go back to India, like nobody walks around talking about it as if it's Ayurveda. It's just what you grow up with, you know? I mean, it, that's, that has also been one of the greatest learnings is that, you know, when you really look at these things that, oh, we just did it because our grandmother taught us or our mother taught us. But once we started delving into it, really understanding like the science behind it and why we did the things we did, <laughs> just like with the oiling, I think that was... Um, 
that was really, I mean, that was just like a, a great learning experience for us as well. So yeah, no question on the, on the first product and you know, it's step one. So <laughs> anyway, I think we were, you know, we, we wanted to be you know conscientious of how we roll out our products. Um, it, it, it's great because you, you think of Indian hair care, you think of oiling your hair uh, and then you took in that and we kind of ran with it and uh, kind of fortuitously it, it is the step one that we want to that we want to start with, um, but also kind of just going back to that whole like you know kind of things that you have to think about when you're um, uh, you know a new entrepreneur and you're a small business is that we didn't have the budget to like create a whole line um, you know a, a lot of small businesses don't and um, you know so we really put all of our you know we really put all of our eggs into this one specific product that we wanted to launch with that we wanted to create we knew it's a new product category there is a lot of heavy lifting education around it but we also wanted to test the waters and make sure that before we you know, put more of our savings or more, we went out and, and raised more money and, and got more investors on board that we really, you know, had like an established proof of concept, you know? So I think kind of going back a little bit to some of those little like tips that we've, you know, we're still learning. And that I think that we're, I'm glad that we did is that we started off um, dipping your toe in, you know, deep, but like just one toe. <laughs> and, you know, it like, it, it really helped us establish, um, you know, again, our brand and our product and the benefits and like the quality of it, which then allowed us, you know, within a year to really like a good stepping stone to start continuing to build other products, right? Like the revenue that we generated, um, you know, even conversations that, you know, that we're having with investors, it allows us to do that without having to like go in and like build, you know, multiple SKUs. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Kiku, because I think that was a smart move that'll give you the data you need so you can know what to do moving forward when you're adding other products. You have this one product which we get feedback on and you could really test it in the market and see. And so when starting out, the misconception that I think is there is people think you need a whole line or you need to start with it with five or 10 or 20 SKUs and you don't have to do that. You can start with one core awesome product and then build upon that and expand it later. So I think that was definitely a smart move to do that. And that way you'll have the data and you'll be able to make any changes and you can add step two and three and four and then whatever, so on down the line. But yeah, starting with step one, I think that's great advice that you gave. Because so many times I talk to entrepreneurs and they feel that way. They think that they need to have all of these things in order to start in line. And I think that's oftentimes what stops people from stepping out and starting their own beauty brand is because they feel like they need to have everything perfect in the beginning. They need to have a full line. They have to have a full of this and a full of that. And it's never going to be perfect. And it's never going to be the right time. So sometimes you just have to start. But sometimes if you start smart and you start smaller, then you can build and you don't have to, you know, hurt yourself too much, trying to do too much at once that you cannot afford for your brand. So I think that was um, definitely some great, a great tip that you shared. And I'm glad you shared that because I'm sure other people can benefit from that, knowing that you don't have to start with a whole bunch of things. You can start with one core awesome product and build on that for sure. Yes, agreed, totally. Awesome, awesome. It has been so great having you ladies on the podcast. So can you tell everybody how they can find your products and where they can get them at? 
Yes. Well, it's been wonderful to chat with you, Brandy, and it's been an honor to be here. Um, you can find us at www.shazandkicks.com. That's S-H-A-Z-A-N-D-K-I-K-S. We're also sold at 13 Loon, Urban Outfitters, and Free People right now. So you can find us online on all three of those uh, UV tailors. And you can also come follow us on Instagram at Shaz and Kicks. And it's a really fun, it's a really fun account. Uh, we we do a lot of, it's not just like product based. We do a lot of fun stories and, um, and really kind of bring um, a lot of kind of fun and kitsch to like our, our Indian culture and, and share it with everybody. And so um, it's a lot of fun on there. So come follow us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kiku and Shaz. I appreciate you um, ladies for being on the podcast today. It has been absolutely great learning more about you and your brand. I wish you the best of success. Check them out. Make sure you uh, shop with them, Shaz and Kicks. I'll definitely leave all of the information in the show notes. As always, stay great and we're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.